season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. JKR Podcast. My name is Jace Riglin and I'm the host. Today is the final episode of the Texas Baseball Series presented by Evolve Baseball Training. Today we've got 2022 Texas Baseball signee Jared Thomas on the show. Connect with Jared through my guy, Black Cobra Willie with Black Cobra Media, Black Cobra Sports. Jared is an absolute stud. Loved watching his game when I was looking to doing some research on him. Today we discuss his recruiting process, talk about some Major League Baseball comps, talk about spending time with family, uh, just talk about his overall career so far. So let's tune in the episode and hope you guys enjoy. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have one of the top prospects in Texas for the 2022 class, former Dallas Tiger, University of Texas signee Jared Thomas on the show. Jared, super pumped to have you on the show, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, of course. Uh, so one question I like to ask everybody as soon as they get on the show, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Jared Thomas? Um, I would say uh, Jared's a, a very energetic kid who just – who loves playing the game of baseball and is is really um, really invested in the people that he's around. Okay, so let's let's dig into your recruiting process a little bit. I like to dig into the recruiting process with all these guys. Um, just when did the recruiting process start for you, and when did you start getting noticed by some of those D one teams? Yeah, uh, I think it really started the uh, the summer after my sophomore year of high school. Um, that's really when I kind of hit my growth spurt. I went from, I want to say five, nine or five, 10 to closer to six foot. And then by the end of the summer, um, I was six, one. So I think I played one game. And after that game, I ended up going like two for three with two doubles off the wall. And, um, I think I talked to maybe five or six coaches after that game. And then after that, it just, I mean, it, it exploded. Yeah. So who were some of those initial schools that first game you went two for three? Um, uh, University of Texas was was the very first school I ever talked to, and then we had um, Texas A and M, TCU, Sam Houston State, and um, I want to say it was University of Houston. Okay, so where was that game played at? Obviously, those are five Texas schools. So where was that game played at? Yeah, um, that that game was actually played in Oklahoma. It was in uh, the Tulsa area because um, that summer was kind of like the year COVID was a big deal, so yeah. you really couldn't get much much to do in Texas. So we went to Oklahoma. So how long was it until those non-Texas schools started reaching out to you and uh, expressing interest in your game? Um, that, that came later that summer. So towards the end of it, once COVID started, I don't want to say like getting towards the end of it because it really wasn't. But whenever it started cooling down and, you know, you didn't have to wear a mask inside the dugout to stuff like that, um, that's when all those teams were were able to come out and, and kind of watch or they were following me on Twitter for, you know, that whole summer and they saw kind of the things that, that I could do and then that's when I started getting in contact with them. Okay. So what were so, – so that day that you had those five Texas schools talking to you, what were some of those conversations like? Uh, what were just some of those initial conversations with coaches? Yeah, a lot of it was um, just kind of like introducing themselves. Um, 
you know, letting me know why, why they're in contact with me and, and what they see for me in the, in the future. And just kind of, you know, getting to know me a little bit, getting to know me about my family, how I am, how I am as a student and, and kind of what my work, work ethic is kind of like um, in the off season and even during the season and stuff like that. Okay. So how long was it after that day, those five schools talked to you that you actually received your first offer? Um, I want to say it was maybe two months, two and a half months. Um, maybe like as soon as the summer ended, like summer ball ended, that's when, that's when I had offers, um, sitting on. Okay. So how long, so after you got a couple of those offers, how many of those offers did you get before you actually decided on Texas as, as the place you wanted to be? Um, I had, I I think it was, I think it was three offers. Um, Texas was, was, was the, was the last one. And that was the one I was kind of, kind of waiting on. Cause that was where I really wanted to go to school, you know, since I was a little kid. Um, and you know, it, it was, it was a really, I want to say it was a really easy decision for me just cause you know, right before we started talking to schools, that was my plan was to go to Texas, get the degree that I wanted to and, and play for play for the Longhorns playing that burn orange. Yeah. So, Obviously, you've taken a visit to Austin, but throughout that process, did you take visits on to other different schools? Uh, I did. Um, you know, ever since I was a little kid, I always um, – I, I lived in kind of like the DFW area, so I was able to go to, you know, like a TCU game or I was able to go to College Station with one of my buddies my freshman year and got to tour that campus. Um, and then I went to a couple more camps. Um, I went to an LSU camp. Um, I, I went to multiple Texas camps. And – Texas, I want to say, is is one of the like the most the campus that felt most like home. Like it's it's somewhere that I could see myself going and 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 surviving and and having a lot of fun at that school. Yeah. So obviously, you said you wanted to go to University of Texas since you were a little kid. But what were some of those other things that stood out at Texas that just made you choose uh, going to Austin? Yeah, I think it was it was the relationship that that I built with the coach or the coaches. Um, their one of their assistant coaches named Philip Miller. He he was the guy that if I ever needed anything, that was the guy that I could call. Um, whether it would be baseball, about lifting, about you know just life in general, we had a really special connection that that I didn't really have with with a ton of those guys, and that's why I felt like it was it was such an easy easy choice for me because we I really felt like family before I was even going there. Yeah. So how many times already? How many times have you been in Austin at this point in your career before you head there in the fall? I think I've been there four times. Okay, and have all those been visits, or did you just go for the heck of it for a couple of those times? Um, two of those times were for a visit, um, and then you know one was my official visit, and then one was um, kind of after, um, like right after I committed, we went down to Austin with with a couple members of my family and just had a good time. Yeah. So when you were on your official visit, what what all went down there? What all went down the days that you were there for your official visit? Yeah, so uh, we got there early in the morning, and we were able. As soon as we got there, we checked in the hotel or whatever that the um, that the coaches has set up for us. We got our own room. Um, after that, um, everybody met at the PDC, the Player Deve- Development Center. We got introduced to all the coaches. We got to tour the facility. Um, their PDC is two stories, so um, the team was actually working out as we were on our visit. So we went upstairs, the head coach kind of came, uh, he came up there, introduced himself, um, kind of told us what the day was going to look like. And then we got to watch those guys work out. We talked to a couple of them. And then right after that, we got dressed. 
um, did all of our photo shoot, which was I want to say was probably the best part because we got to get in the uniform and get all the cool pictures with of all course. the guys. Got to get got to get those cool pics. Yeah, and then uh, after that, we had lunch at the field with all of our families. We had kind of like a taco taco deal. We got to make whatever we wanted. Um, after that, we got to go with our host player who took us back to the dorm, introduced introduced us to his roommates, and kind of showed us around where we would be living because um, baseball lives off campus their first year in apartments. So we got to um, see what that's going to look like. And then after that, we um, went around, kind of went from apartment to apartment, kind of meeting up with, I want to say like the whole baseball team. And then we went to a football game. And then after that, we, we, uh, we went back and hung out with all the, all the baseball guys, which was really cool. Yeah. So how was that football game? I mean, I know that Texas football, that's, that's, that's legit. So how was that football game? Yeah. I want to say, I think it was the, you know, the biggest blowout they had. I think they beat Rice like 50 to zero. We ended up leaving at halftime actually, because the game was just like, (laughs) the game was already over. So, um, I don't, obviously, you met a lot of those Texas players when you were on your visit. But before that and even now, who are some of the guys that – some committed guys at Texas who you already have pre-existing relationships with? Yeah, there was a kid. His name's Max Ballou. Um, he's he's kind of out of the DFW area, or he was. Um, we played on the same summer team, actually, for, for I want to say, a year. Um, and then he, he ended up going to a different team, but I had a relationship with him. There's a kid that – um, I always play. He's a pitcher. His name is Max Grubb. We always play each other preseason in high school, so we had a, a good relationship going. And then, luckily enough, I was able to go out to Area Code in San Diego, and there was I want to say five, six, maybe seven guys um, from the 2022 class going to Texas that I got to spend a lot of time with and and hang out and kind of build our relationship prior or like before getting on campus. Yeah. So obviously, you head to Austin this fall. But what are some things besides college baseball that you're looking forward to to head into a college campus? Just personal development, just experience-wise, what are some of your things that you're looking forward to the most? Yeah, I want to say the thing I'm most excited about is is definitely the the developing as a player and as a person kind of, you know, it's definitely different from, you know, living with my mom and dad and my little brother to go out and living with three other you know, 18 year old guys who are trying to figure out the the world on by itself. And then, um, you know, being very disciplined in order to get out or to get up for those early workouts at six o'clock in the morning or whatever it is. And just being able to play, you know, in front of a huge, huge group of group of people on a Friday night is going to be something that that's going to be like second to none. And I'm super excited to see what happens when I get there. Yeah. So are your parents going to be able to make that trip to Austin? All right. How, how far is your hometown from the city of Austin? Yeah, it's actually not that far. I want to say it's two hours. Okay. That's, that's not bad at all. They'll definitely be able to make that Friday trip to go watch you play on the weekends. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be really exciting. Yeah. So let's, let's dig into your high school uh, experience just a little bit. Obviously it's your final high school season. Yeah. We talked about it before we started recording, but how's, how's your final high school season going so far? Um, well, it was off to a, it was off to a great start. Um, kind of like the preseason stuff, the scrimmages and the tournaments and whatnot. Um, but my last scrimmage before we went into like official tournaments, I like, I was on second base. I just hit a double and the pitcher tried to back pick and I dove in a second. The ball squared me right up in the wrist and I, I was out for about five, six weeks with a bone bruise. Ooh. Um, so 
my first game back was, I want to say, a week and a half, two weeks ago. So, you know, we're kind of – we're building upon it. We're getting stronger. We're, we're doing everything that we can to be – you know, to finish this thing out strong. Yeah. So you missed the, probably the majority of your season, right? Yes, yes. So how many, how many games in are you specifically? Uh, I want to say this will be my – it will be my sixth game on Friday. Okay. And how many, how many games has the team played overall? Oh, shoot. I want to say probably close to 20. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a big chunk of the season that you had to miss just because yeah. some, some pitcher, some pitcher hit, hit you in the wrist. Yeah. But, um, so you said you're on the bubble making the playoffs. Fifth, I think you said you're in fifth place right now. So yeah, what's... Well, we're, we're, sitting at, we're sitting at fourth. If we, if we went out, we, we have a chance to get to third um, or guarantee our spot in playoffs, whether it's third or fourth. Okay, so what's these next couple games looking like? What's the scouting report looking? Um, so the team that we play tomorrow night, we played them on Tuesday, and we ended up beating them like eight to nothing. I mean, just super slow game. The team wasn't very great. Um, so we're trying to not let them – like we're trying not to let ourselves beat, beat ourselves, like not just going out and playing the team. Um, you know, just playing the game. And then the next week we have a team that's kind of kind of the same. I don't want to say they're the best in the district by any means, but we can't go out there and just expect to beat them. We got to, we got to keep our, our foot on their throat. So, yeah. So let's yeah, say you guys, let's say you guys do make the playoffs. How does that work in Texas? How does that state tournament work? I'm from Indiana. So our tournament's a little bit different than other states. Yeah. So are you guys usually playing teams from your district, those first couple rounds of the state tournament or how, who exactly are you playing? Um, so we we will actually play a team from a different district. So if we were to get the the fourth seed, we would play the number one seed um, from another district. Um, if we got the third, we'd play the second team. So um, you know any 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 chance we have to get to playoffs, the first round is going to be going to be the breaker. So okay, we're gonna okay. we're gonna try to get really hot before we go into playoffs. Yeah. So generally, that other district that you're playing is that a district that's close to you, or do they try to spread it out a little bit? I, I want to say they, they try to spread it out a little bit. I don't think it's too close, but it's it's in the hour, hour and a half range. Yeah. I mean, Texas that, Texas is a big state, so I, right. I'm sure there's games even in your regular season. What? How far are some of those games you're traveling for in your regular season? Yeah, the, the longest we've traveled this year was to Waco, and that's about an hour. I mean, it's an hour car ride for like if I'm in my car but you know on the bus it's going to take a little longer so I, I want to say it's an hour 15 hour 30. Okay that's actually that's actually not that bad. Yeah. In Indiana I mean we've I mean Indiana's like what like a tenth of Texas size wise. <laughs> I mean and we we still when I played high school ball I mean we were still traveling hour hour and a half for some games. Yeah. That's actually not that bad. But let's let's move into the Dallas Tigers a little bit. Obviously that's what perfect game has you listed under. Right. So when did you get connected with the Tigers? Have you played with them your entire travel ball uh, career? Yeah, for my – I mean, since I could remember I was playing for the Tigers, I, I started playing with them when I was um, eight years old. So up until this point, I think, honestly, that me playing for the Tigers has been the greatest thing that's that's ever happened to me baseball-wise. And what makes you, what makes you say that? Um, I just think the – you know, the one, the relationships that I've been able to build um, around that team is, is going to last me a lifetime. And the recruiting process was – I don't want to say it was super easy, but the connections that my coach had or the head guy of the organization made it extremely easy for coaches to come out and and me be able to, you know, show them what I can do. Yeah. 
I mean, that Dallas Tigers program, and they got some legit guys that came through there. I mean, very, very successful program. I know Bo Burrows, I believe he's in the Tigers organization. Yep. Uh, so what's what's just led to that? With you being an insider of that program, what's kind of led to that success um, in your eyes? Um, I think it's everyone that, that is on the team, everyone in this organization plays for one common goal, and that's to win. Um, every every single guy, it's very rare that you, you see a guy on a Tigers team that's not real hard-nosed and not real gritty and, and doing, I mean, whatever it takes to, to win a baseball game, whether it's still home plate or – you know, dive for a ball, get a little dirty. That's that's what makes the Tigers so special is, is you know, we don't fly guys in to, to help us win tournaments. We take our guys that we, we've we been around our whole life and we go out and play play baseball and play, the, play it the right way. Yeah. So are there other guys in your Tigers class that are going to some big uh, legit schools like yourself? Yeah, I want to say um, almost – this almost every single person on my summer team is committed um, to a college. We have guys going to um, Baylor. We have two guys going to Baylor. We have a guy going to Arkansas. Um, we have three guys going to Texas Tech. Um, so, so there's a bunch of big name guys that that I've been lucky enough to to play with through this through this select ball. Yeah, who's the guy going to Texas Tech? Um, we have a guy named Travis Sanders. He's from Coppers Cove. He's a middle infielder. We have okay. a. A pitcher that just committed to Tech, his name's Jack Livingston. Um, and then we have another guy going to Tech who's also a pitcher. His name's Cade Sharp from Rockall Heath. Okay. So maybe that's where – okay, I've, I've, I know Travis Sanders. I've talked to him a couple times in the past. So that's where I've heard uh, that Tiger's name from before. Yeah. So the Tigers, did they help you get um, ex- that experience in the area code and baseball factory? I know you played in both of those events. Did they help you through that, or was that something you did on your own? The area code, the area code part, I want to say was um, was a little bit on my own, um, just because there was, I mean, it it was an individual showcase that you had to go to. But the baseball factory one was um, the head guy of our organization, Tommy Hernandez, and his son Lawrence, who's my advisor, um, kind of is really good um, friends with the head guy of the Under Armour. So. It was really easy for them to reach out um, and ask. I don't. I don't really know how it went down, but I just know I got an invite and I didn't have to go to a showcase just because the guy had already known who I was through Tommy and through Lawrence. Yeah. So let's let's dig into the area code event. So how did that how did that process work? When did you know that you were getting that invite? And how did that whole event work for you? How was that experience? Yeah. So we had a uh, there was a an area code tryout that was at Dallas Baptist University, which is about 20, 30 minutes up the road for me. Um, and I think there was, there was close to 300 kids there. And luckily enough, I had, I had a really good showcase. I hit the ball really well. Um, I pitched really well and, um, go like walking away from that showcase. I felt really good about it. And they, they let everyone know that within the next week, week or two, they would be calling us and like calling us individually and letting us know that we made the team and like getting our uniform information and our sizes and hat size and whatnot, um, so, you know, I think it was, um, one of the last days that they were sending out phone calls. Um, and I was answering every phone call that had a random number just in case, um, you know, it was one of those guys. And luckily enough, I was laying in bed, actually, I think it was like six o'clock and I got a phone call from a random number. I answered it. Um, and it was one of the area scouts who, who was informing me that I had made the team and I was, I was ecstatic, man. I was pacing around my room hmm. when I was giving them all this information. It was awesome. Yeah, I bet. So once you actually did make that team, what what, what went on from there? So um, we 
we ended up flying out to San Diego. We had to be there at uh, a certain time. The hotel and stuff was on our own. Um, and then after that, after we got settled in the hotel, we got there a day before, I think, just so we could, you know, go see the ocean and and whatnot. And then after that, we showed up to the park at University of San Diego and got to meet all the guys from the team um, that I had not already met um, from the tryout. So we got all of our uh, all of our gear, which was really sweet. After that, we went down and hit hit a little bit, and then we end up going back to the room or back to the hotel or whatever. Um, and then the next day, it was kind of like the showcase day where you did you like you hit on the field in front of all the scouts. You do in and out in front of all the scouts, and then you know we went on and played after that. Yeah. So how did how did that area code experience? How did that compare to your experience with the baseball factory event? Um, I, I want to say they were they're they're both really similar and they were both super super fun, but the area code one, um, I had already known um, like a lot of those guys who were going to that event just because everybody there was from Texas. While at Under Armour, um, there was only two teams, so there was guys from everywhere from California to Georgia to Oregon. To, it was it, it was a lot more players that I hadn't already played with, which which I thought was really neat. So yeah, so obviously your travel ball experience is over. You got those the baseball factory area code events, playing for the Tigers. I mean, three three great things right there. But just looking back at your tra- entire travel ball career, pro- what are some of your probably your favorite memories? Just looking back at your career. Yeah, um, some of my favorite memories. Um, I think we were with the Tigers. I want to say it was twelve or thirteen, maybe. It was our we were playing for a national championship at East Cobb in Georgia. Um, and that was like the first game that we were actually like, you know, got to play on ESPN two or whatever. Like it wasn't the main ESPN, but we thought like as, at 12 years old, that was the coolest thing ever. And we ended up actually winning that tournament. We beat a really, really, really good team. And that was, that was the best, that was the best feeling in the world. We got to do a little ceremony after at the outside of the Atlanta Braves stadium, which was really cool. And then just, you know, not not really another individual memory, but just being able to hang out with all the guys like at the hotel when we're not playing a game or when we get rained out and find something to do, whether it's go like to top golf or just poker in the in the lobby, whatever it is. We we always had a really good time. Yeah. So um, obviously you got the chance in the area code to play up with some guys from Texas baseball factory, like you said, players from all over the country. Tigers guys. I mean, those guys are all from Texas as well. Who are probably some of the guys that you've built the closest connections with just in terms of friendship wise, uh, maybe just great time to be around. Who are some of those guys? Yeah. So one guy that I've been my, my whole life um, this year, we actually got to play together a lot or go to a lot of workouts together. His name's Jet Williams. He's going to uh, Mississippi state. Uh, he's a middle infielder. And at area code, we, we got to play together a little bit. We got to talk a little bit more and that's, that's a guy that I grew really close to. Um, and then there's a kid on my summer team. His name's Walker, Walker Polk. He's a catcher going to the University of Baylor. And, you know, since we were nine years old, we've been the closest friends. And it's 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 going to be exciting to see where both of us both of us go and how, how we do in college. But those are the two guys that I've grown for this past summer. Yeah. I mean, I just know everybody I talk to, they always say travel ball is worth – they gain some of their closest friends. So it's always great yeah. to see. Obviously – you're trying to go play college ball, but it's also great to make those lifelong friends as well. Yeah, exactly. So um, I mentioned before the podcast that I'm trying to be an, I'm an aspiring MLBPA agent. So I, I usually like to ask the players that I get on the player side of things on how they chose their draft advice. Yeah. 
So Lawrence Hernandez is your guy. I believe he is a rep for a couple other guys I've had on the past couple of weeks yep. as well. Um, so when did you first get connected with him? And what was the initial reason for you picking him instead of maybe some other guys that could have reached out? So um, my first time, you know, being introduced to Lawrence was I think I was nine or ten years old. Like I said, his his dad is the owner of the Dallas Tigers. So I was I was introduced to him at a very, very young age and I ended up like playing for him, like guest playing for his team. Um, if I wasn't playing for um, my initial Tigers team and we've we've had a connection all the way up to now. And then, you know, he ended up becoming a, an agent or an advisor this past this past year. And I thought it was you know, it was it was really easy for for me to go with him just because I felt, you know, super comfortable around him. Um, and the biggest thing that I that I that I was worried about going into all that stuff is it all being business, and that's that's one thing that I didn't want to happen. I wanted it to be, you know, him living out my dream with me, like going being able to go to that guy and talk about anything with him, or him coming to throw BP to me, or us going to play golf, or going to have dinner and and doing stuff off the field. I think that was that was the thing that stuck out the most because I was able to do all those things with him. Yeah, of course. That's out of obviously I'm doing this Texas baseball series. I'm interviewed like 12 guys from Texas and the majority of the guys who actually have advisors at this point, they can pretty much say the same thing. I mean, a lot, I think a lot of these younger players coming up, they're starting to look for like the relationship type guys instead of guys, agents and slash advisors who are just strictly business all the time. Right. But were there other advisors that reached out throughout the process or was Lawrence like that first guy and you just knew right away you wanted to be with him? No, there was there was a couple guys, but Lawrence Lawrence was actually the last guy because um, as soon as he uh, became an advisor and got with his firm, um, his dad made sure to let my dad know, and then that's how we kind of get it, got it set up. We ended up have, going to have dinner with him a couple times. Um, he was out at Under Armour. I got to spend some time with him out there and at Area Codes, which was really really cool, and that kind of helped us grow grow together. Yeah. So Lawrence, he's with MVP Sports Group, right? Correct. Yes, sir. Okay. I mean, they've, I mean, when you're with somebody who represents Albert Pujols, that same company, <laughs> right. I mean, that's, you're doing something right. So, yeah, exactly. So um, now that he's an advisor, is he still coaching at all or is he kind of put that on the back burner? Uh, I, I don't want to say he's completely done, but I, I, I honestly couldn't tell you if I ever needed him to, to come throw BP to me, though. He, he'd definitely be down. I've done that a couple of times to him, actually. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about some on the field stuff. So I think yeah. to start off so far, we've been kind of off the field talking about recruiting process, advisor, all that. So let's dig into some of your game on the field. So obviously you're listed as a first baseman and a left-handed pitcher. Are you planning on being a two-way player in college or what exactly is the plan right now? You know, the plan was to go in as a two-way player and I'm, I'm very open to it. But I think um, as we get closer to this like to getting there, I think I'm more of a, a position player slash hitter. Um, I think the pitching thing's kind of, kind of behind me. I don't want to say it's completely gone yet, but it's getting it's getting closer to to being just straight position player. Yeah. So I know Perfect Game has you at first base and outfield. So is it going to be first base or outfield or both? What's what's Texas thinking right now? Um, once you head there in the fall, you know I think it's more um, I think it's more towards the outfield. There's definitely a chance that I can play first base, but over the past um, off season up until this point, I think I've done a really good job of maintaining or like getting my speed aspect of the game better. Um, and I'm down to a, around a six, 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 seven, six, five, maybe. 
um, which is going to help, which is going to help my, my chances, um, you know, wherever I play, whether they play me at first or they play me in anywhere in the outfield. I think it, I have, a, I have a good chance of playing anywhere. So, so you mentioned your speed, but what are some other things you're trying to work on before you head to Austin this fall? Yeah. Um, I think it's more of the, the, the strength, the strength side of it, being able to maintain like a good body weight throughout the season and, and being able to, you know, have that strength that maybe I was missing out on the past couple of years and hitting the ball with a little bit more power. Um, and just being able to start eating right is, has been the biggest thing that me and my family are working on right now. Instead of just putting junk food after junk food into my body, really focusing on, you know, what we need to be eating when we need to be eating it and stuff like that. Yeah. So what's that, what's that diet looking like for you right now? So, um, I actually work out at five o'clock in the morning. So, I'll get up around four o'clock. I'll eat um, a breakfast bowl. It's got, you know, eggs, sausage, bacon, potatoes, a bunch of protein with either a slice of bread, like a slice of bread for, you know, put it on toast or, you know, two tortillas and a protein shake. So just being able to put as many proteins and, and stuff into my body and then go build that stuff into muscle whenever I go work out has been the biggest thing that we've been working on. And I think it's, and you know, it's, it's been working out for us so far. Yeah. So if you were to put a scout, if you were a scout watching your game, what would yeah. your scouting report be on yourself? Uh, I would say that I play, you know, I, I think it's come to like baseball's at a point in time now where it's very rare to find a guy that actually like enjoys playing the game and plays the game with a lot of energy. And I think that's the thing that I do best. I, I, like there's nowhere I would rather be in the world than, than playing baseball, whether it's 20 innings or it's seven innings or it's two innings, I'm going to make the most out of whatever time I get on that field and, and being able to, to use that energy to be a leader, not, not just a, a vocal leader, but a leader by example, like me doing like me playing the game with a bunch of energy is going to show the guys around me that, Hey, we need to start playing the game with a bunch of energy and we're not, so flat as a team whenever we go out there. So what is it that motivates you to bring all that energy to the game? You know, I think it's the fact that not everybody, you know, gets to be in the spot that or in the position that I am. There's a, there's a lot of kids in this world that would want nothing more than to go play an inning of baseball or go play baseball at the next level. And I don't want to take it for granted because at one, at some point in my life, the game's going to be taken away from me, whether it's, you know, age or or injury whatever it is the game's not going to be there forever so i'm trying to trying to make the most of every chance i get on that field yeah so let's dig into your uh, your plate approach a little bit so when you're walking up to home plate uh digging into the batter's box what's going through your mind what are you trying to do with each at bat you know as i stepped in the box the, the only thing that i'm really thinking about is is hitting the ball hard and i think as a hitter, I'm comfortable enough with, with every pitch and every location that I'm able to do that. I'm not really looking at one, one single pitch to go up there and just hunt. I think I can, my hands are good enough to react to whatever's thrown at me. So if there's a pitch in the zone that I, that I really think I can handle, I'm going to get into it. And, you know, as I get ahead in the count, whether it's two Oh or three, one or three Oh, I'm, I'm trying to do a lot of damage. So if you miss, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hurt you for it. So, yeah, that's what I love to hear, man. But, um, so you're, you're from that, you're from that Dallas Fort Worth area where the Texas Rangers are playing, obviously. Right. So are the Rangers your team or are you rooting for somebody else? You know, actually this past off season, they got court. So Corey Seager has been my favorite player since, you know, I, 
since I actually like started watching baseball just because him being a middle infielder and his left-handed swing is just like second to none in my opinion. So them getting him this past offseason and Marcus Simeon, I think it's I mean, you know they're super exciting to watch. So I, I've been watching a lot of them, and that's who I'm, that's who I'm rooting for this season. Yeah. So is Seager he a guy that you like to model your game after, or are there other guys around the league that you possibly model uh, just some some techniques from? You know, I think there's a couple, but Corey Seager is definitely like who who I go and like try to mimic my swing after. Maybe not like exact, but that's a lot of the stuff that I like. If I'm breaking down anyone's swing, it's going to be his swing and trying to like model some of his stuff to mine. Yeah. So were you a Dodgers fan last year in these past couple of years with him in L.A.? I, 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 I enjoyed watching the Dodgers a lot, you know, because they have uh, Max Muncy. He's got a really good swing. They got Kershaw, who I've, you know, been a fan of since I was a little kid. Um, who else? They got Gavin Lux, who I think's a really energetic player. You know, they have they've had a bunch of talent this past year, and they're they're always fun to watch. Yeah, of course. I mean, me being a Cubs guy, I mean, them being in the National League, always having to face them in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, if if the Cubs make the playoffs, <laughs> I mean, that's that's always tough to see. But I mean, they're they're a great organization. They do stuff the right way, so that's definitely a good team to be watching. Yeah. But let's let's move on from the baseball field a little bit. We talk about baseball enough. Let's move on to just some other stuff. So what are some of your passions that you like to do beyond the baseball field when you're not playing the game? Yeah, I think one of the things that I've I've grown more passionate about, um, like as I get closer to leaving, is spending time with my family and especially like my little brother, being able to invest and just letting him know that I'm always in his corner and, you know, wherever I am in the world, whether it's it's college or or beyond that he can always call me whether it's you know to talk about his swing or talk about stuff like baseball related or even you know with his with a girlfriend or or what's going on in the house and stuff like that that's that's something that I've been I've been striving to do you know this past offseason just make make up for whatever time that I'm not going to get in the future yeah and how much how much older are you than your younger brother he he just turned sixteen this past March, so I'm like two and a half years ahead of him. Okay, so you guys are in high school together then. Right, right. Okay. So does he play baseball as well? Yes, he does. He's a middle infielder. Okay. So it's gonna it's great to have, have these last two seasons. Last year with him being a freshman, you a junior, and now this year that's a great family moment that you're gonna remember the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. So what are, obviously you live in is it wet Waxa? Waxahachie, yes, sir. Waxahachie. All right, there we go. So what are some of your favorite things to do in that town? Is it a little bit smaller or is it like a suburb type uh, town? I want to say it, it, it was smaller um, growing up, but it's gotten a little bit, you know, more bigger. We've gone to – I think we've we've gone to like a 5A to – now we're like a, a pretty big 6A. So it's it's grown a lot. Some of the things um, I, I like to do like when I'm not playing baseball is is play golf. We have a golf course here in, in town and – we. Like one of my favorite things to do is when we're not playing on a Saturday, just get some of the guys from the baseball team and just go have a good time with them. Yeah. Um, so, Jared, I got one last question for you yeah. before we end it off. Obviously, name, image, and likeness, those regulations came out last year, uh, July 1st, 2021. Um, I've been following that quite a bit just as, just as an aspiring agent. But yeah. what are, uh, have any uh, thoughts crossed your mind just in terms of maybe some brands that you'd like to work with in the future? or maybe just some things you'd like to do with your um, NIL once you hit to Austin this fall? You know, I think it would be cool to work with, you know, with whatever company that, that, that reaches out to me. I think that would be super cool, not 
only in like the baseball world, but just being able to represent them in a good way and like off the field type stuff. But, you know, if a baseball company was to reach out, that would be like one of the coolest thing, like one of the coolest things ever. That's one, that's the thing that I've been dreaming about since I was a little kid is just being able to, to represent a company and have them invest into me as a player would be, would be awesome. Yeah. Deep down. I believe that's what NIL should be about. Those authentic business, those authentic business partnerships that are business, but also on that personal side Yeah, that, where that company actually believes in you as an athlete. Yeah, for sure. But Jared, that's all the questions I got for you, man. Uh, I'm really thankful for you being on the podcast. Um, I know Cobra, he's kind of like our mutual connection. Cobra's a great dude. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just thank you for coming on the show, man. I'm definitely going to be following your career. I'm heading to Austin this fall, so maybe I'll have to hit you up and maybe show oh, me yeah. a couple of good restaurants in town. Yeah, for sure. Hey, awesome. I, I really do appreciate you having me on. You know, if you need anything else from me, just don't hesitate to reach out. I, I'd love to do this again. Awesome. Hey, maybe maybe next year, uh, spring when spring comes around, you're playing your freshman year, maybe, uh, maybe I'll uh, do another podcast with you. I'd love to. That sounds great. All right, Jerry, you have a great night. Good luck the rest of the season. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Have a good night. And that's going to do it for another episode of the J-Care podcast. I'd really like to thank Jared for coming on the show today. Um, With that being said, though, it is the final episode of the Texas baseball series. I've had a great time just learning about Texas baseball as a whole. Met a lot of great dudes, made a lot of great connections. So I'm really excited for this. Hopefully I'm able to do it um, with some other states, maybe do it with Texas again. I know I really want to focus on Indiana, Michigan, Illinois, Ohio, Kentucky, Missouri, some of these Midwest states. Hopefully I'm able to do this again with some top prospects amongst those states. Um, but with that being said, next week, tune in. We don't have any ball players, but we've got Todd Stevens. He's the CEO of Titan Bat Company, which is lo- located in Logansport, Indiana, just north of Indy. Also got Logan Weening on this show. He is the CEO of Old Fort Baseball, which is a really cool baseball company located in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So those are two great conversations I think you guys are both going to really, really enjoy. Um, but for any more updates on the JKR podcast, make sure to give uh, give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter. It's going to be at JKR underscore podcast on both of those. And then our website has our story, has our upcoming episodes, all that. That's going to be www.jkrpodcast.com. So I'll catch you guys next week for those interviews with Todd Stevens and Logan.